The Zone Sports Network is taking you to the movies. This is the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. It's another week, and, and I know you missed us dearly. You, you've survived somehow with our, without our voices in your ears, but we be back. I'm Austin Horton. He's Johnny Lightfoot. It's the Movie Zone. Hi, Johnny. Hey, buddy. I, yeah, I, I'm surprised we made it through the week, but we're here. We, you and I, we had our uh, midweek reunion, though, because we, uh, we, we hung out at my hearing centers together for four That was four fun. Hours, that yeah. was fun. We got to talk some movies, and we got to talk some other stuff off air. It was a good time. Got to talk behind Gordo's back off air in breaks. You were great at that. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's like my number one talent. You, yeah. And you, I mean every word. We could have a show just based on that. <laughs> well, we got a lot to talk about, speaking of Ooh, having a show and do things we ever. to talk about. We got uh, all kinds of new movies at Megaplex this week, some really cool announcements about both the classics and some Halloween-type classics coming to oh, the Megaplex yeah. theaters. Uh, we've got a uh, from the archives that I'm very excited to talk about. Yeah, It was uh, my wife's idea really? for, for this movie this week. Great pick because she, she nailed it, didn't oh, she? Oh, th- this this movie—I don't want to give it away—but this movie is amazing. It is incredible, and of course, a poll question. Speaking of the aforementioned Gordon Monson, yeah, he bore he birthed he birthed wow he birthed Birth, our birthed. poll question this week, and we'll get to that in segment two. But we got to start right here, Johnny. I challenged you last week to take over the Sunday night DVD showdown poll question yes you did where you take a similar genre of two movies you own put them together and see which one comes out as the better movie on twitter and you can follow johnny at johnny lightfoot you uh, you sent it out you came through tell us about the poll question and who won well this week i uh, i you kind of threw it out to me and i wanted to do something a little different i i'm a big fan of trey parker and matt stone and uh, i love south park the uh, the tv series so They've done a, they've done several movies, but these two in, in particular, I just kind of wanted to throw up against each other to see who would prevail. And I put South Park the movie because I can't really say the title on air. Yeah. And Team America: World Police against okay. each other. Uh huh. And Austin, it's a dead tie. Fifty percent for South Park. Fifty percent for Team America. Wow. How many total votes? Thirty six. 36. Yeah. So you had 18 for one, 18 for another. Exactly straight up. I mean, you know, a lot of people said they chose South Park because they felt like they needed to take a shower after Team America. <laughs> Some people thought, I, I can't choose. This is an impossible decision. There was a couple comments on it. but I, uh, uh, I voted. You did? Because I've only seen parts of one of these movies. Okay. And so I voted for the movie I'd seen. Gonna, part of it. Are you going to divulge that? I am. Okay, what, what did you vote I for? I am on the Team South Park Team movie. South Park. Yeah. Okay. Because I've only seen bits and pieces. Of that. I haven't seen any of their Team America. So, <laughs> and I don't think I uh, probably ever will, but maybe. Can never say never. So you, I'm on that 18. You should while the little girl's asleep. Okay, maybe. We'll okay. think about it. And, and I'm not, I'm not I'm saying, I'm saying your daughter while your daughter's asleep. Yeah, you know, yeah. the, the, the mommy and daddy can watch this movie. All right. So if I'm on that side, I voted. I cannot be our tiebreaker, and I will not stand for ties mm. on this show. Ooh. So you, Johnny... It's your poll question. They're your movies. Yeah. We're at a dead even heat. Yep. 
which one are you breaking the tie and naming this week's champion? Well, the good thing is I did not vote, so this is my vote. Okay. Um, and I am going to go with Team America. Oh, wow. And the reason I go with Team America, because <laughs> I love South Park, and the movie's great, but it's like a very extended uh, uh, TV show, right? Uh-huh. Team America was the number one movie in America at one time. Was it really? About puppets. <laughs> okay, all right, so... That was actually their tagline during uh, that movie. Wow. They sold it. The number one movie in America about puppets. Yeah, just to make sure we're, we're qualified. Then. Yes, yeah. yes. I love that movie. I think it's hilarious. Um, it's not a family-friendly movie. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of stuff in there that's pretty on the edge. Yeah, Trey Parker and uh, Matt Stone. Matt Stone, yeah. They aren't family-friendly guys. No, but uh, that movie was funny to me. Okay. Well, that's the this week's champion. Yes. Congratulations to Team America. I, <laughs> I, I don't get me wrong. South Park I'm movie is this, awesome. I, just for the, I'm taking this back from you next week. Really? Uh, did yeah. I did I blow it already? I mean, uh, you had a chance. And you went with that, really? Mm. Those were your choices? Yeah. I, look it, look how well it was a tie. No one could choose. <laughs> look back on the choices I selected. It's all like Disney animation, oh, it, well, family feature film, <laughs> a documentary about being good to people. Look, it's it's clearly our and personalities. And the Stone Parker oh. selections. Well, look, man. <laughs> obviously, it did well because it was undecided. <laughs> That's great. All right. <laughs> That's this week's Sunday Night DVD Collection Showdown results. Team America is your winner. Johnny, let's talk about the movies hitting Megaplex this week. Ooh, there's some good ones and then we'll talk about uh the, the the classics you can also catch at megaplex theaters but let's start with the new ones uh and, and we we have we have to note that uh there's a few classics returning that have to do with paying homage 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 yeah to the uh, the great uh, ruth bader ginsburg mm-hmm. megaplex to honor her has arranged to bring back two film titles both rbg the PG-rated documentary on the life of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, playing at Jordan Commons, Gateway, and Thanksgiving Point locations, as well as On the Basis of Sex, the PG-13-rated biography drama starring Felicity Jones, Army Hammer, and Kathy Bates. Yeah. Uh, the, the drama biopic, biopic, whichever you want to go with, of Ruth, Gator, Bins, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, excuse me. That'll play at the District Cottonwood uh, Legacy Crossing and Providence Locations. So wanted to make sure we tip our cap and yeah. say uh, well done to a life well lived. Did you see either of these when they were out? I've seen them both, but not while they were in theaters. Okay. Uh, yeah. Have you seen them? I have. Um, great movies. That, yeah. that woman did more in 10 minutes Ugh. than I'll ever do in in, in six lifetimes. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing woman. And uh, will be truly missed, of course. Uh, so there you go, some uh, some uh, tributes to go see and celebrate the life of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Now, well, since we're already kind of talking about classics, let's get to the other two. Okay, the other two classics you can catch in Megaplex Theaters, an R-rated anime, the 32nd anniversary of the anime classic hit, restored in 4K. The title is Akira. Yeah, I've never heard of or seen Akira. I'm kind of with you there as well. And I was going to look it up so I had so it sounded like I knew what I was talking about on this one, but hey, I didn't and I don't know what I'm talking about. But the other classic, we have to hit it. Star Wars New Sounder. Johnny, go ahead. The Empire Strikes Back. Dun, now, da, da, da. I'm I'm a little shocked here because usually when we get these there's you know, a little description about who's in the movie and what the movie's about. 
Empire says nothing. They, they, they figured... Uh, Do you know what this movie's about? It's a little fledgling film that no one really has heard of and knows of, and so they don't yet have a synopsis typed out for it. Is this the movie with the Schwartz in it? Nope. No. It's the movie uh, <laughs> It's the movie with uh, the Christmas singing Star Wars characters. Oh, oh have you seen that? Oh, I have. Have you yes. seen the Christmas special? It's terrible. Oh, wow, is it ever. Tw- the first 20 minutes are nothing but... I can't do it. I can't even talk about it. It's infuriating is what it is. Featuring the brand new act, Jefferson Airplane. (laughs) (laughs) But The Empire Strikes Back is going to be at Megaplex Theaters. Go check it out in all the surround sound glory that you didn't get to see it in as a child. And we we should mention that a couple months ago, it was out in the theaters, and it's returning even from a couple months ago. From so, Back from popular demand. Yes, if yeah. you didn't get a chance to see it then, you can now catch it once again. And if you did see it then, go see it again. And you saw it originally in theaters. I saw it. Then you saw the, it this year in theaters. I've seen it every time it's been in the <laughs> theaters, and that includes like the re-releases of it, um, the original showing of it back in 80, I believe it was. Oh, wow. Hmm. And uh, I've told this story, but my my mother used to take me out of school to go see all the Star Wars movies. (laughs) And we would stand in line, the first showing, and as soon as the credits started rolling, we ran out and got back in line and watched it again. So there you go, Empire Strikes Back. And if you're in the mood for Halloween, Disney Mm -hmm. uh, has added the following classics through the first three weeks of October, it will be they will be playing at all Megaplex locations. Yeah. First week of October, October 2nd. We have watched this film three times already at my house. This week? And we're not through September. Yeah, honestly, it was probably this week. And hey, before you get to the title, there's rumors there's a second one. There's rumors every year <laughs> there's a second one. I know, we talked about that last week, but we're doing it again. Hocus Pocus, October 2nd, the week of October 2nd. Catch Hocus Pocus at Megaplex. The week of October 9th. Another movie we've watched probably three times in the last week in my house, mm. Coco. Coco, yeah. Do you like Coco? I do. It's probably my favorite soundtrack. Really? In Disney history. I'm going to go with the next one as my favorite. And that is? The Nightmare Before Christmas. That it will be opening the week of October 16th. Yes. Now, this movie is so awesome. you got to see it again in the theaters. I know we've all seen it a hundred billion times, right? Yeah. yeah. At my house, it's a year-round thing. S- same yeah. with mine. And I watched this. I actually watched this movie not during Halloween, but I watch it on November 1st. Okay. <laughs> because that's when it starts. Remember, they're all returning that's from correct. Halloween night? Yes. Starts on November 1st. I watch it every November 1st. I see tradition. Yes. We're nothing without our traditions. Maybe. Uh, my wife and I once went to the uh, Utah Symphony uh, right here at Abravanel, and they played along live to a showing of this on a big screen. Did they have someone singing with it? Uh, no, the the singing was still still Elfman from the from still Elfman in the cool. but the talents was the singing talents in the movie, but the music was all live symphony. This is Halloween. Yeah. This what's your favorite song from that movie? Uh, that's probably it. This is Halloween. Yeah. I like uh, what's this when he finally what's lands. This? In, yes. What's this? There's magic in the air. Yeah. When yeah. he lands in Christmas Town. <laughs> my wife. That's my wife's favorite movie. Period. I could see why yeah. the stop animation is amazing. And I know we've talked about this, but it's something like one or two hours for seven seconds of actual film time. Hmm. That, that's how long it takes. Moving all the characters is one to two hours to get seven seconds. Wow. Now they do it all by computers. Yeah, they cheat. (laughs) All right, but the new releases at Megaplex this week, let's go over those now. There's five of them. The Empire Strikes Back. No, that's an old one. Okay. Sorry, my Your favorite K-pop band of all time, Johnny Lightfoot. Are we talking about BTS? (laughs) Yes. Break the Silence 
is the name of the look real fans documentary call, we just call them bts the real homers a pg-13 documentary concert film of k-pop sensation bts as they embark on their 2019 love yourself speak yourself tour line up before the tickets are gone for that one <sighs> okay uh <laughs> next Ava, rated R, an action drama starring Jessica Chastain, awesome. Yeah. John Malkovich, incredible. Amazing. Colin Farrell, highly underrated as but an great, actor. But great. Ava is a deadly assassin who works for a black ops organization traveling the globe, specializing in high-profile hits. But when a job goes dangerously wrong, she is forced to fight for her own survival. I'm giving this a go yeah. based on the synopsis and the cast alone. I, I cast alone is amazing. Also returning is, let's see if I get this right here, Austin, Kajillionaire. Kajillionaire. This is a rated R drama starring Evan Rachel Wood. Great. Gina Rodriguez. Terrific. Deborah Winger. Okay. And Richard Jenkins. Love Richard Jenkins. This is a woman's life is turned upside down when her criminal parents invite an outsider to join them on a major heist they are planning. Uh, I'm intrigued. Deeply. I'm intrigued, too. Yeah. I mean, I like heist movies. Not going to lie. I like, do like heists. And family drama with a heist movie? Sounds like the makings of a comedy, but it's rated R drama. Well, it's funny that you speak of a comedy, because next on the list is called The Last Shift, rated R comedy, also starring Richard Jenkins. He's been Jenkins, busy, yeah. Shane Paul, let's see, am I going to get this right? Is McGee. That McGee, McGee yeah. mm -hmm. and Ed O'Neill. Okay, tell us about it. Stanley's last shift at his fast food job takes an unexpected... Turn. I'm sure this is terrible, and I can't wait to see it. This is good. Might be like Ravers. Yeah. Okay. Or uh, what was that? Uh, oh, back in the day, Ryan Reynolds in a restaurant. What was that thing called? The, it was like the Bennigan stuff. Uh, yes. Oh, what? Uh, waiting. Waiting. That's a great yes. underrated film. Yes. And finally, an adventure fantasy horror rated R titled Shortcut. And I'm going to do my movie voice for this. Okay. Let's hear it. A group of five classmates is trapped inside their school bus after a mysterious creature invades the road. Time runs, and every passing minute decreases their survival chances against the constant threats of that unknown entity. You know, I find it funny. Remember when adventure, fantasy, and horror used to be their own separate categories? <laughs> That's right. Now it's a slash, slash. Now right it's there. all one. Mm. Yep. Uh, I don't really want to see this. Well, I know you don't because it's got the horror <laughs> at the very end of that. As soon as you read horror, you were out. As, and then I was like, well, let's just read the synopsis. Trapped inside their school bus. Now, pass. What's up? Okay, let's be honest. Can you, can you really get stuck inside your school bus? I felt like I was stuck in it every time I got in that thing. Yeah, you had felt to like I was never going to make it out alive. Did you ride the bus to school? Uh, for a few years. Yeah, so did I. Till uh, fourth grade when we moved right next to the oh. school. Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. I, I was all the way up to high school. Were you? Yeah. That's embarrassing. I I'm know. Just kidding. It just was. Kidding. I was kind a kid of. no one wanted to sit next to. Yeah, my elementary ended up being a uh, half a mile walk. My junior high, junior high ended up being four houses away. Wow. And the high school was half a mile walk the opposite direction. Well, when I got on the school bus, it was just like that scene in Forrest Gump. Seats taken. Can't sit here. Seats taken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there you go. Some new movies and old for your viewing pleasure at Megaplex Theaters. Hey, and I just want to say, I think it's really cool. I mean, these, let's be honest here, Austin, probably not one of these is going to be a blockbuster hit. Right. But the fact that there are still new movies coming out is really cool. Now, if you're a fan of like Sundance type of movies or like Sundance movies, this is kind of like what we're getting. 
Yes. They're, they're, and trust me, I have seen some amazing Sundance movies sure. that yeah. never saw the light of day again. So some of these could potentially be that. And this is a great opportunity to get that Sundance fix in now at a Megaplex. Absolutely. So check it out. Coming up next, it's time for our poll question of the week, authored by one Gordon A. Monson. Name us a movie that you laughed out loud at least 10 times during. All right. On Twitter, at Austin Horton, at Jonah Lightfoot, at Zone Sportsnet, at Gordon Monson. Nice. We'll get to your responses next here on The Movie Zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Segment two, it's the Movie Zone. As you heard, I'm Austin. He's Johnny. Soundtrack of the week. Uh, You'll hear more about this movie coming up in segment three, but we're going with uh, 1991's Hook. 1991. Where were you in 1991? I was six years old in kindergarten. Wow. No, first grade. Excuse me. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, you ready for this? Huh. I graduated high school. In 91? Yeah. Wow, we're so different. Dude, we're so far. We are. But you look my age. You look older. I right, and you look younger. <laughs> I'm kidding, you jerk. I'm kidding. No, it's it's just it's the generation thing, which what makes good radio. Well, tell us uh, before we get to our poll question, Johnny, and that'll be segment three is when we'll talk to about Hook a little more, and you'll hear why. But tell us before we get to our poll question of the week. You've been watching a cool series. I have. I've been watching on Netflix the Challenger. The Final Flight. And you brought this up last week. I did bring this up last week, and I want to bring it up again because, man, is it good. Is it really? I mean, it's as good as a a tragedy can be. And now is it a documentary? It's a documentary. So it's not a a dramatization. Nope, nope. It's actual footage of the shuttle coming together, some of the first flights of it. Because remember, it went up already, and then it came down, and that was in 80, and then in 86 is when we had the tragedy with the Challenger. Mm. But it it speaks to widows of uh, the astronauts that were up. It talks about how NASA really stepped out on a line and brought in extremely diverse people to become astronauts. And what I thought was really cool about it was if you had even close to the right background of college education— you could have been an astronaut in this program. Huh, wow. You and myself could have been astronauts. No, I'm a college dropout. Well, you're more than – I wasn't even a dropout. Actually, four times a college dropout. But, no, literally, literally they were they were taking <laughs> people, and they you, it was an application-based, huh. and then a, a live interview, and then you could have been an astronaut. That's crazy. And they brought in, I think it was something like 32 different people that were lit up on uh, shuttle missions. They all went up? Most of them went wow. up. Wow, crazy. And, uh, and they, really, they really stepped out um, – and back in that time, there hadn't really been um, African-American astronauts, there hadn't been Asian astronauts, and there hadn't been women astronauts. At all? Correct. This so they- was the first woman astronaut? Yeah. Was well, it no, 1986? No, 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 no. In, oh. in, in 1980. I got you. Okay, when they okay, were bring, okay. bringing it in. In the 70s, when they, when they recruited all of them, that was towards the first. And what I found really interesting about this was I had no idea that the shuttle concept came about in the 70s. Huh. They were talking about it like Nixon was part of this talks. I find I find that That's fascinating. Yeah. But watching this series, <laughs> it, it really opens up um, a lot of insight to stuff I didn't know because I was very young when uh, when the shuttle when the shuttle blew up. And I remember watching this in science class. 13, 12? 12, 13 years yeah. old. And I, I watched this in science class. 
Live? Yes. <sighs> yes. And I remember thinking when this happened, did that just happen? Did you think it was like a, a, a sick joke? Yes. That someone had somehow spliced an SNL sketch onto the TV? And... I didn't believe that it just, what I just saw. How could you? Yeah. It's... And it, it was, it was, I mean, obviously in that time, all kids were watching it because of the school teacher that was part of that shuttle mission. Well, I need to check this out simply because, A, I don't know enough about it. And that's uh, that's on me because I was well, not were, even one yet. You were really young when this happened. Yeah, but that's I honestly that's an excuse because these people's well, lives they deserve to be known. I yeah. should know all their names. I should know their ages. I should know their families. I should know enough about them to uh, pay tribute to them and at least know their story. Sounds like you get that in this show. You you do, and I think I think it's great that you brought that up because that's exactly what this documentary does. Perfect. It it talks about who these people were. It shows their family members that were there watching oh, the launch. No. Yes. Jeez. It shows them right after the shuttle blows up. You see them. You see the teacher. I can't remember the teacher's name. I apologize. But you see her mom and dad. Oh, come on. Watching it. On and this document, maybe I don't want to see this documentary. And it, it, no, it's it's tastefully done. You don't see him like lose it, but you can tell that something tragic has Krista just happened. Krista McAuliffe. Yes, thank you. And uh, give it a shot. It's a four part miniseries on Netflix. Um, each episode's about forty five minutes to an hour, so you can get through it pretty quick. You can get through it in a night, really, if you wanted to. But it's worth seeing. This is our history, our space program's history, and as you mentioned, a lot of people. We're pretty young when this happens, so it's a great time to, to learn about this. Uh, and they are making a dramatization of of uh, the, the the movie, especially around Krista McAuliffe. Yeah. Michelle Williams will be playing her okay. in that movie eventually. It, it makes sense that they would do this. Yeah. But uh, for now, until that movie comes out, check out this documentary because it's it's a good watch. It sounds heavy, but it's important, I think. It's heavy. The, the topic is heavy. Yeah. But so far, the actual series has it i haven't felt like oh man this is just horrible yeah. debbie downer i felt like oh this sucks but it pays you know, a tribute to it's, these a, people. it's more of a tribute than yep. anything yep. yes let's call it that well uh, i'll check it out the name of it again challenger the final flight on netflix on netflix check it out tonight all right let's get to our poll question of the week we asked Gordon Monson to hack our poll question of the week this, this and week. this could have been a very scary uh well his first Selection was a terrible idea. <laughs> Name a movie you cried during. No, we're, we're going to uplift things a little bit. And these didn't days. we say like Sophie's Choice and <laughs> Schindler's List? His favorite Christmas movie, Schindler's List. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so on Twitter, at Austin Horton, at John Lightfoot, at Zone Sports, and at Gordon Monson. That's include right. them all. Name a movie that made you laugh out loud at least 10 times. Our guy Mike, you chest trailer, said anything. From 70s-era Mel Brooks, yes, even Silent Movie. You know, I, I can get on with that. I never saw Silent Movie. Uh, yeah, it wasn't my favorite. My uh, my favorite is Spaceballs. And, oh, okay. And Robin Hood Men in Tights, but that's not 70s-era. And I like Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles is hilarious yeah. as well. Uh, what, History of the World Part 1 or is it Part 2? And what about uh, Young Frankenstein? Oh, I forgot <laughs> about Young Frankenstein. You know what's funny? I don't consider that a Mel Brooks movie. I consider that a, uh, oh my gosh, what's his name? Gene Wilder? Thank you, a Gene Wilder movie. Yeah. Well, I think Mel Brooks He did. It, no, he, he yeah, did, yeah. but I'm just saying I don't yeah. think of Mel Brooks. I think of Gene Wilder. Our guy Ben says Nacho <laughs> Libre. Yeah, that's good. My stretchy pants. <laughs> Brad says Step Brothers. 
Great choice. Travis says the movie Be Good, which I've never heard of before. I'm. I, it's ringing a bell, but I don't. It's Let's been a while. Let's look it up real quick. Be Good movie. Who's in it? What's it about? 2012, starring Amy Simons, Joe Swanberg. Never heard of any of these people. So I'll have to check it out. Be Good. Drama romance. He laughs at it. Jedi Knight Rider says The Burbs. Yeah. That was was that Tom Hanks? It, Tom Hanks. Yeah. Confession time. I've never seen it, which mm-hmm. would make Hans Olsen vomit. <laughs> I've never seen the Burbs. It's all right. Buddy. Scotty would vomit too. That's okay. Uh, Scott, speaking of not Scott Gerard, but another Scott. Ten times, probably nothing. Come on, Scott, laugh a little bit. Mm. But Shanghai Noon was fun. Oh, okay. The sequel to Shanghai Nights. Right with uh, that was with Jackie Chan and uh, was it not Owen? It was yeah, the, it was Owen. No, it was Owen. It was yeah, Owen. yeah, it was Owen. Yeah. yeah, Owen Wilson. Yeah. Mike McMillan with the correct answer here. Rocket Man, the good one starring Harlan Williams. Oh. Speaking of uh, space travel. Yes. That's a very stupid, funny movie. I like it. Uh, Logan, most recently Game Night. Rachel McAdams is amazing in that movie. You know, have you seen that? I have seen Game Night. Jason Bateman. Yeah. uh, Rachel McAdams. Jason Bateman definitely had like a a huge surge during these time of this this movie. I remember he'd done a few different movies, obviously. Uh, What was the one where he's with Jennifer Aniston? Bad, bad, horrible bosses. Horrible bosses. Yeah. Yeah, And then this one came out as well. I I enjoyed this movie. It was a little predictable, but I enjoyed it. It was. It's a good time movie. Absolutely it is. It's a great way to kill two hours. And if you like The Man Who Knew Too Little with Bill Murray, you'll like Game Night. Right. Exactly. Uh, That's the one with, no, that's not the one where they played tag. No, that, that's that was a tag. Diff- yeah, that's tag. And it's a, another really stupid but funny movie. Right. Photo says Groundhog Day, oh. but only the second time they saw it. So he didn't like it the first time. I guess the not. It's one of those movies where you got to watch it twice, and it's like hilarious. I they also it. say How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, but yes. add that they don't watch enough movies. Well, those are two. <laughs> for, for someone who doesn't watch a lot of movies, those are two great choices. Shelley, The Return of the Pink Panther. A little classic there. That's going way back. Do you like the Steve Martin version of the, the the pink panther um i do yeah um but i did not like it as much as the original as like, much as jacques yes or uh, uh inspector clouseau yes. the yes. original what, who was the guy that played him not jacques clouseau <laughs> that's the, no that, that's that's, that's the world traveler who invented <laughs> that's the guy who invented scuba diving <laughs> oh anyway i don't know who what the guy's name was back in the day but those classic movies still stand up even in today's day and age they're still so so funny. And I do like the remix with Steve Martin, but I'm a big Steve Martin fan. Did you find out the guy's name? Did I you waste know, enough Pete, time? Peter Sellers. Oh, of course, Pete. Pete Sellers. Uh, Jordy says Eurovision Song Contest, the story <laughs> yes! of Fire Saga. Good call. You still haven't seen that, man. And I never will. You know, this is a good movie See, by him. Now we've had one really good Rachel McAdams suggestion and now a really terrible Rachel no, McAdams no, suggestion. No, 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 no. This, this is a good. It's a Will Ferrell, yeah, all you need to know. No, it's a much better Will Ferrell than the stuff he's put out lately. Well, that's not trying too hard. Yes, it is. Tyler comes in with Rush Hour 1 and 2. Yeah. I love that opening scene where the little girl's in the back singing her as it Mariah Carey songs, yeah. <laughs> top of her lungs. Again, we're looking for movies that made you laugh out loud at least ten times. Chris says Anchorman. Yes. Tropic Thunder. Oh, yes. Three Amigos. Awesome. Those, those are three must-own movies right Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Lugie's dad <laughs> <laughs> comes in with Wedding Crashers. Yeah, of course. Movie. Of course. Jingle and Jazzy J, The Hangover. Eh, the first time. The first one. That that it did. The first uh, one and only once. 
I laughed my head off when I did see that the but first time. Rewatchable? I don't think so. You know when you get that pain in the back of your head from laughing too yeah. much? I had that during that movie. Greg says Home Alone makes him laugh out loud. Yeah, that's times. a funny one. That's a good family one. Dave Knox with three suggestions. I one, love this first one. A Million Ways yes! to Die in the West. Have you seen this? No. Dude. Oh yes, Seth, uh, MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane and what? Charlize Theron. Yes, yeah. they're back in Wild West times. It is a, it's a good one. Yeah. Hilarious. However, whenever I see Seth act, I can't help but see Peter Griffin. Really? He does the voice, and it's almost his exact Seth, voice. But, it, but Brian the dog is Say, his exact voice. I know. Voice, okay, too. maybe it's Brian, but it's I still see Family Guy. Waiting for Guffman is his second suggestion. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and number three, a very sordid wedding. I do not know this. I don't know that either. Uh, let's see. Allred says Princess Bride. Well, yeah. It's near perfection, that movie. Jabba with a hundred suggestions. You ready? I'm going to read them all in one breath. <laughs> okay. <gasps> the Three Amigos, The Other Guys, Talladega Nights, Blades of Glory, Happy Gilmore, Christmas Vacation, Vacation, Galaxy Quest, Ace Ventura 2, the Spaceballs, Dumb and Dumber. Very good. I took a half breath in there. Have you I seen, uh, uh, oh, I just based on the one that he was, Galaxy Quest. Have you seen Galaxy Quest? Of course, Quest? yeah. We, we, in fact, had the writer of that movie on the show once. Oh, man, I He's a that. local Utah. He is? Yep. David Howard? Yeah. We need to get him back on. We, we should, we, uh, we have to reach out. Galaxy Quest is, uh, they need to do a sequel. Yeah, he wrote uh, the script for Trek, the movie. Okay. And so he and Alan Peterson, the director, were in studio. And uh, we talked a little wow, bit about Galaxy Wow, that would have been amazing. But Galaxy Quest is so much fun and such poking fun at Star Trek. <laughs> it's brilliant. Kirk comes in with Little Miss Sunshine. Never surrender, never give up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Little Miss Sunshine from Kirk. Zach with the other guys. Josh with Ghost Town and Tommy Boy. Never saw Ghost Town. Here's the first one of many that say Napoleon Dynamite. Ash yes. with the first suggestion. Now, there. did you like Napoleon? So my story about Napoleon Dynamite is I was on my mission when it came out. Okay. The mission president promised us if we hit our goals that we could watch it on a P-Day. Oh, wow. It got We hit our goals. We got to the P-Day. It was around Thanksgiving. And then he had cold feet and made us watch the best two years instead, which mm -hmm. I like that movie too. Okay. But I didn't see Napoleon Dynamite until a year and a half after everyone had told me every line from it 17 yeah. times. Yeah. So when I finally watched it, I... It wasn't as funny. Hard eye roll. Yeah. So, so the first time I... I'm sure I've told this story before, but the first time I watched Napoleon Dynamite, I didn't get the humor. Yeah. Because, you know, New York and L.A. were raving about the greatest movie of the year, the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. And I'm, I'm watching it going, I went to school with these guys. What's so funny <laughs> about this? And then... I took a step back and looked at it how people outside of Utah and Idaho might think that movie, and it's hilarious. Okay. Well, so I'm like our guy early with Groundhog Day the second time. He liked it better the second time. Liked right? it better the second time. All right, coming up next, we will get into the time machine, fly back to 1991 to a uh, the, the, the second start of the ride and straight on till morning. Hook from the archives mm -hmm. next here on The Movie Zone. You are a fart factory. Slug slime, sack of rat guts and cat vomit. Cheesy scab-picked, pimple-squeezing finger bandage. A week-old maggot burger with everything on it and flies on the side. Substitute chemistry teacher. Mung tongue. Math tutor. Pinhead. Prison barber. In your face, camel cake. In your rear, cow derriere. Lion crying, spying, prying, ultra pig. You lewd, crude, rude, bag of pre chewed food dude. Man! Stop it! Stop it, man! 
Creole, if I'm a maggot burger, why don't you just eat me? You two-toned, zebra-headed, slime-coated, pimple-farming, paramecium-brain, munching on your own mucus, suffering from Peter Pan envy. What's a paramecium brain? I'll tell you what a paramecium is. That's a paramecium. It's a one-celled critter with no brain that can't fly. Don't mess with me, man. I'm a lawyer. Don't mess with me, man. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> He's a lawyer. Soundtrack of the week. Hook. Not really a song selection there. No, I wanted to do something a little different. We always do in songs, but that is such a brilliant like argument between Rufio and Peter Banning at uh. that time. <laughs> My mom hated that scene. Why? Oh, because of the, the bad... we wanted to say the poo-poo words. Right, We call right, each other right. the bad names. What I love is that Robin Williams used... Prison barber as an insult. <laughs> so weird, so random. Substitute math teacher. <laughs> <laughs> All ad-libbed, I'm sure. Oh, it had to be. Yeah. Had to be ad-libbed. Well, uh, we do this every third segment each week from the archives. My wife suggested 1991's Hook. It's a masterpiece, like my wife is, and uh, we need to talk about it. All the notes and factoids that you may or may not know about Hook. Man, I could talk for hours about this about movie. About how great my wife is? Yes. Oh, about this movie. Okay. And your wife, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, Hook, 1991, directed by one Sir Steven Spielberg. Uh-huh. Music by one Sir John Williams. Neither of them are sirs, but sure. I know, but I'm just calling him that. <laughs> Actually, John Williams might be. He might be. Yeah. Starring, of course, Robin Williams, Dustin Hoffman, Julia Roberts, Maggie Smith, Bob Hoskins. Yeah. And... Many, many more. There's a huge cast list in Including this. Including one that I just learned recently. Okay, don't say it because okay. I think I know what all you're right, getting right, at and right. I want to leave it here. Okay. This had a budget. I can feel it coming in yep. the air tonight. Yep, the guy, the guy from Def Leppard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first book of the Bible. Right. All right, right. Well, keep going, keep going. So this had, <laughs> this had a budget of $70 million. Okay. Worldwide, it did $300 million. Whew. Now, uh, that's pretty big in the 1991 monies. This day and age, that's a billion and a half, I think. I'm just Now, this, I don't, this part I don't agree with. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 29. What do you mean? The critics? The critics gave it a 29. Don't, don't listen to movie critics. Well, the critics are wrong Yes. because the fans gave it a 76. And I even think that's too that's low. That's 20% too low. This is almost a perfect movie. I agree. Um, so, again, as you just said, don't always follow the critics because this movie slayed. Yeah. Now, um, <laughs> let's get into a few facts about this. Okay. And this is something I find really interesting. Now, you remember in the first part of the movie, they're in America, and they've got to fly over to London, England. Yes, governor. And uh, the Bannings fly to England. Well, if you listen really closely to the pilot's voice the captain right the captain's voice it's dustin hoffman saying this is your captain speaking and he says it in hook's voice yes he does yeah. there's all sorts of little throwbacks like that in it and i absolutely love it and did you know two of his sons are in the movie yes they are yeah they are now um this is something that not everybody knows but they should there's a scene where um tinkerbell comes and finally gets Peter Pan, 
and takes him right they're they're flying back to neverland she wraps him up in a sheet yep and, and they take him, him and and fairy dust is falling and yeah. it falls on a couple that is kissing yes. on a bridge uh-huh guess who that couple is your parents no i oh. wish <laughs> that couple was george lucas and carrie fisher they weren't a couple no, but they were a couple in that scene. They were the ones that were kissing. George Lucas and Carrie Princess Fisher. Leia yeah. kissed in yeah. Hook? In Hook. They are, the, they are the couple that is kissing on the bridge. That is random. That when the magic dust falls, the fairy dust falls, it lands on them and they start to float. That is random. That is them. What were they doing there? Well, Just friends of Spielberg? Yes, but let, this, this leads me Was to Was it my, bring a friend to work day? No, this leads me to my next point okay. here. Okay. Carrie Fisher did some uncredited rewriting on this film. Really? Yes. Why was she uncredited? Was it that bad? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, but it was part of the final draft on the screenplay. Wow. So she was she was involved. So I think that's cool. That is cool. Uncredited. You don't even see their names in the credits. It's you just don't know those... it's her on the bridge. Nope. You have no clue. Yeah. Crazy. Um, Maggie Smith. They made her look then what she turned out to look like now. Isn't that amazing? It's incredible. I know. Uh, when she when uh, Downton Abbey came out, I, that was when I was first reintroduced to her. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, she's been 96 for 30 years? Forever. <laughs> well, she was only, let's see, what is it, uh, 56 years old at that time. Wow. And uh, they made her look just like she does in Harry Potter as, as uh, Professor McGonagall at uh, 200 years old. <laughs> Do you, th th this movie should have won Oscars. At minimum for the makeup and costume department. Oh, are you kidding me? I don't know if it did or not, but it should have. It's, I don't know what it won, but yeah. uh, it should have won everything. Now, there's a scene where Peter where Peter Banning shows up and Captain Hook is talking about his great achievements. And he's on the boat and he says, who here doubted me? And everyone's like, well, was it me? Someone you. here doubted me. You. And everyone points at themselves. And not you, not you. Not you. And they, he's walking through the crowd and they're separating. And it comes up to a pirate named Gutless and Robin Williams. Sure. Do you know who played Gutless? I do, but you tell us. That was Glenn Close. Unbelievable. Yes. And I, I, was, I read that and I'm like, I've got to see this scene again. And I watched it right before film, or filming, right before we uh -huh. came and recorded this. And uh, it's even hard to tell when you know it's her. Yes, but you know it and you look at the eyes. The eyelashes. And it's. And, and the voice. Yeah. That is Glenn Close. Yeah. And they put her in the boo box Which with the Which gave me nightmares as a child. Could you imagine? Nightmares. They, they did that a lot in movies. I think, didn't they do that in the Brendan Fraser mummies? Didn't they put, like, someone in a box with scorpions? scorpions. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds horrible. It's probably one of the worst ways to go. However, if you play your cards right in the boo box, you could probably squish all the scorpions. <laughs> oh, no. Would you rather go in the boo box or walk the plank? Oh, I'd walk the plank. Would you? Oh, yeah. I can swim. <laughs> No, they tie your hands. I don't tie them. Okay. Magic. Magic. What ropes. else you got from Hook? <laughs> Glenn Close. Well, there was another cameo of a very famous actress in this movie as well. For a short scene, Gwyneth Paltrow. Who did she play, Johnny? She played Wendy as a young, a young teenage Wendy. They're in the, the first scene where they're watching the school play. There's a yeah. There's a quick sequence as Wendy growing up. It's, it's a montage. Gives uh, gives Peter the thimble. Yes. Uh, her godfather was one Steven Spielberg. That's right. Or is Steven still, Spielberg. Still is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, um, there's another scene in here which I, I love, and this is uh, after Peter Pan finds his kids kidnapped, and he's talking with the police inspector. Yes. Inspector Good is Right, his name. Inspector Good. Now, this is a uh, quick cameo by 
Phil Collins. Yes. Not Phil Collin from uh, Def Leppard, but yes. Phil Collins. That was the joke earlier. Yes, that yeah. was the joke earlier. And uh, it's funny because he, after, like, he was doing press for the movie, right? And Phil Collins expressed, like, concern because it was being billed that he did some acting with Dustin Hoffman and Robin Williams. <laughs> Like, he was, like, the major part of this movie, and he had to clarify, no, it's this is really just a uh, small cameo. People might think the rest of his uh, scenes had been cut, so he wanted to clarify that. It was just a small thing, and they're making a bigger deal out of it. He wasn't so terrible that they only kept one scene. He only did one scene. Yes. I see. Yes. Well, actually, I think he was also— A couple scenes. He was a couple scenes. There was another cameo. Probably one day of shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I just learned a couple months ago that that was Phil Collins. Yeah. I had no idea. If you watch it now, you'll you'll totally go, duh. And, and a couple months ago, I not only learned it was him in the movie, but then I'm embarrassed to admit this. I didn't realize he was British. What? <laughs> no idea he was British. Yeah. 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 Nice. So there's that. Okay, so uh, Bob Hoskins, who played Shmee. Top 10 actor of all time. May he rest peacefully. So he would constantly irritate people on set. He would add to the stress on set by singing various versions of Lionel Richie's hit, Hello. Why? It, including the lyrics, Hello, it's me you're oh, looking for. Vomit. <laughs> I take back what I said about him. <laughs> I love it. But check this out. A couple other actors who were considered to play Smee instead of Bob were Danny DeVito. Okay. Can you, I can see I can that. I can see that, yeah. Joe Pesci. That would have worked. I can see. Isn't that like. Yeah. Any of those three would have been a great choice. Yeah. Hands down. But Hoskins was great. Oh, he was great. Yeah. And he also uh, reprised his role as Smee in Neverland. Okay. In a later, in a later movie. With the one with Johnny Depp? I think he was in that. Okay. I'm All not right. certain. I have to look that up to mm. be certain. Now, Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell. Okay. <laughs> she was lovely on set. She was referred Everyone to. Everyone loved her. She was referred to as Tinker Hell. Uh oh. Yes, because she was very difficult to work with, and a lot of that had to do because of her working conditions of being in solitude and all green screen. So the yeah. majority of her scenes, until that one scene where she made herself big, was all by herself acting to someone feeding her lines, not. Uh, Robin Williams, yeah. not Dustin Hoffman, just her. So I can kind of understand that. Yeah. But. Don't be an actress then. Right. <laughs> and also, she she had a, a brief marriage to Kiefer Sutherland. Which I had no idea about. And uh, during the filming of this, their marriage went sour, and she just bailed. But she, she, she ran, ran away bride. <laughs> totally run away brided herself. No wonder she got that role for Runaway Bride. Uh, <laughs> but she disappeared, man. She but disappeared. She, she upgraded to Lyle Lovett later. Hey, now, you know, that is an upgrade. Oh, I'm sorry. Lyle Lovett is awesome. He's an incredible musician. Yeah. All right, <laughs> last one. Oh, man, we really? We're out of time, bud. No. All right, I'm going to go through this quick. So uh, David Bowie turned down the role of Captain Hook. Donald Sutherland was also considered to play Captain Hook, and Christopher Lloyd was also considered to be Captain Hook. I see the first two, not Lloyd, though. Tom Hanks considered to be Peter Pan. Ah, okay, yeah. And uh, Which, of course, he's a very close friend to Robin Williams. And Winona Ryder was almost Tinkerbell. Okay, and now I'm going to close out with the bomb of all bombshells. I'm ready. Steven Spielberg's... First preferred actor to play Peter Pan in this movie 
during the brain shop and brainstorming uh, time way early was Michael Jackson. Whoa. And they were right. They wrote the movie and they hired him. And then someone came to Steven Spielberg and said, this is not going to be what it could be unless you replace mm. Michael Jackson with someone else. Wow. And to the and Michael Jackson took him to court for really? years and years and years. But anyway. Well, the uh, there's an original cut of this film that was almost three hours long. Ugh. And I'll tell you what, I could watch it. You couldn't. I could. I love this movie I so much. I would like to for see three it. Hours. Oh, come on. Star Wars was almost three hours. All right. Okay, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> We're way out of time. All right. Speaking of going too long, <laughs> check out Hook. It's uh, on Amazon right now. Amazon Prime. What did I call it? Amazon? Amazon. It's on Amazon Prime. That's the British. <laughs> like Phil Collins, not Phil Collin. Actually, both of them are British. By oh, the are they both? Yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah. Uh, yeah, I knew Dev. Okay. All right, that's Johnny Lightfoot. I'm Austin Horton. Uh, that's it for the movie zone. We owe them money and owe them time. Yeah, we went over. Hook is so easy to talk about. We'll wrap it up. We'll catch you next week here on the movie zone. Go see some movies.